0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, ABC, easy as one, two, three. We're talking about ADCC 2022. My name's Adam Charles with my boy Kieran Lefebvre what <laughs> Kieran was just over there scratching his head at my intro being like what is going on man? what fuck <laughs> is he talking about I'll oh, mix it up bro it can't yeah, be the I same every time mix it up <coughs> <coughs> yeah so we're going to this is not uh we're not a news outlet so what uh, <laughs> it's like hang on a minute <laughs> uh, so uh this is not a blow by blow recap mm. of ADCC 2022 uh it is more of a post ADCC. Let's talk about some of the standout mm. in ADCC. Some of the maybe disappointing things. Some of the upsets. What we thought of it, and just shoot the shit as we always do on this show.
1: Yeah, hundred <coughs> percent. First up, I want to ask Adam, do you? What do you think of it? If you were to summarize holistically, not don't go into specifics because that's what this episode's about. But like, did it live up to your expectation? What did you think about the event, the production, the <coughs> Some of the matchups, the way it was run.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, the I didn't see as much of it as I would have liked. Mm. For the international listeners, uh, being in Australia, day one started at like three a.m. Three in the morning. Yep, like like Friday night, Saturday morning for us here. Three three a.m. Saturday is when it started. And so I wasn't awake for that. And then even when I did wake up, I teach classes Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon, I'm with my three-year-old. And then Sunday was more or less the same. The finals started at 5 a.m. and then pretty much went all through Sunday. Yeah, it was a whole day. Yeah, it was like the whole day.
1: Uh,
0: So if I didn't have a three-year-old, it would have been fine. I could yeah. have spent my whole Sunday watching it, mm-hmm. but I so I watched it <clears throat> when I could while looking after a three-year-old. But um, yeah, sorry, just to clarify, it was the Sunday that- um, Sorry, sorry. yeah yeah Sorry, yeah. move that all one day forward. So yeah.
1: yeah, it was the- Sunday day one, the Monday. Monday, Monday was, was actually that? day two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, if I didn't have to teach classes on a Monday and in between my classes, look after a three year old, it would have been great. Cause the timing was fine. It's yeah. starting at 5am and then going all day. So I didn't see as much of it as I would have liked, but uh, what I did see and what I've rewatched and yeah. everything was awesome. I really liked the – I didn't have any – even a, the event aside, talking about other things like the platform as in Flow Grappling, I didn't have any issues with the streams. I don't know if other people did. So yeah. it, it all ran fine for me. Um, I did hear <laughs> – and you can probably talk about this because I watched it so kind of – often I watched the matches on mute as well because, again, I had a three-year-old with me. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear – I've heard a few people in the gym bagging on this commentator oh. that they had on. So I Wait, didn't. Wait, the
1: commentator or the announcer? Announcer, sorry. Oh, the, the chick announcer, yeah. The from Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: so I didn't hear any of that. Oh man. But yeah, the is, man, the event as a whole was crazy. awesome. Yeah. I think one of the parts I did see that you didn't see was the uh was the Hall of Fame part yeah. where they were giving out the Hall of Fame awards and yeah, the speeches. Yeah. And there was this point that uh gracie was receiving his uh award and he said not comparing myself to him but i just yeah agree with what he was saying he said something along the lines of you know man you can't compare you know people like to compare different generations or whatever you can't compare what you know i was doing and we were doing to these guys he goes he goes yeah in my time, what I was doing was great. He goes, but man, what these people are doing today, it's absolutely amazing. Like mm. I come, And yeah, man, I agree. Like what was happening in those matches and the quality of the jiu-jitsu and the level of these guys, dude, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And for me, at least for me, the matches that I watched, you know, I didn't, I think ADCC is compared to other competitions relatively harsh on on penalizing lack of action yep. so there weren't compared to other jiu-jitsu tournaments whether it is who's number one or you know IBJJF or whatever there wasn't a lot of matches that you would call your typical snooze fest you know like yeah. okay not every yep. single match was a banger of yep. course not every single match was a submission but as a whole I agree man like think about just how hard it is to get a ticket to to adcc so yep. you're talking a lot of high level dudes as a whole the ev- the event was really cool like i said i didn't have any issues with the stream mm. in saying that i didn't spend the whole 48 hours non-stop watching it oh i did <laughs> yeah yeah yes yeah. i know you came into class on monday night yeah, yeah so it so it was monday day as yes. you corrected me yeah that it was actually on for us and you yeah. came in monday night like fired up man. fired up ready yeah. to go
1: it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it man like because I because we spent so much time talking about it, thinking about it, you know, and I'm, you know, off air we shoot the shit about it. It's such a big thing in Adam. Adam is uh, doing shameless uh, plugs on some random products. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> yeah, but for, right. for those that are just listening, he's he's trying to like I don't know, drink a drink in a in a overt way to sponsor yeah. it. Um, <laughs> total fucking right. Anyway, so. We we're always talking about ADCC leading into it, such a big hype in our little like sphere. And there was so much like controversy there. I watched all of the, the flow grappling um, lead ups, the road to ADCC their their features, which are amazing production value from flow grappling. So shout out, like we give them shit, but hell man, they, they put on a really good show and, and the lead up to it was great. So I had so much hype and man, it lived up to it in my opinion. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I want to push back a little bit. There was, in my opinion, there were a couple matches that were fucking boring, and like I'm mad about it still because of how boring they were. Yeah, and perhaps like, I
0: didn't see these matches because yeah, I yeah. didn't watch everything. Exactly, match.
1: exactly. There was some that were like so disappointing, um, w- which we're going to talk about. But ninety, I'd say over ninety percent of the matches were absolute bangers, man. Like even the ones that went the distance, went even into overtime, and it was a ref's decision with zero zero. Some of those, even those matches, where like literally no one scored. Amazing, like yeah, yeah. highest quality jiu-jitsu <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And it made me feel so insignificant, like yeah. so shit. Yeah. Like as someone that is competitive, yeah, you can. I watch it and I think, oh my god, this is amazing, amazing jujitsu. But I also think, holy shit, I am literally I the, sh- the shitest guy <laughs> ever. Like I <laughs> yeah. am so bad at jujitsu; it's not even funny. But um, you're, you're right the level the level of it is unprecedented. We've never seen so much talent. For jiu-jitsu in one place at one time and it lived up to every second of every every ounce of hype the adcc 2022 had it fucking lived up to it in my opinion yeah it was really good so let's talk about some matches
0: yeah so let's just do because i know we'll obviously go down you know little rabbit holes and whatever so just to quickly go over who the winners were of ADCC. So if anyone's... Spoilers, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess, yeah. So should say that if people are listening to this and they haven't even watched it yet and they don't want to know who won or whatever, let, I'll just quickly read out who won, right? So we, so everyone's up to speed if you're just wanting to know who won which division or whatever. Uh, and then we'll go into more detail. So uh, 66 kilo, we had Diogo Hayes. 77 kilo, we had Cade Ritolo. 88 kilo Giancarlo Bodoni, 99 kilo Kainan Duarte, 100 kilo Gordon Ryan, 60 kilo females was Fionn Davies and this plus 60 kilo females was um, Amy Campo, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then, sorry, the absolute was Yuri Samoyed. Yeah. So, so, they were our, they were the ADCC winners. If mm-hmm. you just wanted to know, I and don't know who fought. And the, well, the super fight, yeah. the super fight was Gordon. Yeah, of course. What Gordon super Ryan. fight? Yeah, Gordon and, uh, and Andre. Yeah. If um, you
1: if you are listening to this podcast and you didn't know the result of that, like, I don't know, man. That's yeah. You are like I mean, w- the <coughs> one person in the world.
0: <laughs> so you know, prior to the, to the super fight, I mean, I let's start with Gordon Ryan, right? Let's because he's the okay. <coughs> the biggest name, I guess. So let's let's start with him. I mm. prior to ADCC. I mean, for the 100-kilo division, when we did our episode, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a predictions episode, but we kind of gave our thoughts. Mm. It was hard to pick anyone for the plus 100-kilo division to win other than Gordon. It was like, oh, you've got Nicky Rod and you've got Penner in there, but Mm. obviously Gordon was by far the favourite. And then even with the match with Galval, it wasn't – I mean, it was 99% that Gordon was going to win. But I don't think you could – ever right completely right off galval and no, i think even even you shouldn't yeah even i think deep down as much trash as he talks gordon has said in multiple interviews as well like how much he respects galval's yeah. jiu-jitsu and what he's done in adcc mm-hmm. and you know then goes on to say well i only don't have those records yet because i haven't done as many adccs as, mm-hmm. as andre but you know
1: well, he said in the... I don't know if you heard, did you hear the post-Superfight interview with Gordon when he was on the mic?
0: I saw the bit where he, like, called out Panna.
1: Yeah, so before that, he he basically spent, like, a solid 30 seconds saying, like, how much he, he hopes to one day have even half the title. Like, he said, oh, I don't even have half the titles Andre has, and, you know, hopefully one day I can live up to the legacy and all this and, and so much respect for him. And, and I think in that moment, you, sh- you saw the real Gordon Ryan and what he really thinks because he does put on a persona.
0: Oh, get off his dick, bro.
1: Man, I have a lot <laughs> of respect for Gordon <laughs> no, Ryan.
0: Yeah, you can't, yeah, the dude's amazing. And mm. yeah, I mean, obviously he was the favorite, not just for the division, but mm. the super fight, but you still had to go, well, man, like, yeah, Gal- Galvao's the most successful ADCC yeah. competitor of all time at you know at the moment that that mm. fight was happening so what did you so, think of the super fight um that <laughs> that's funny you ask that because i was watching it mm. and it was time that i at, at that moment i sort of said to my son i was pretty much just like handed him like YouTube or whatever so yeah. I could watch it. <laughs> but yeah. I was watching someone else's stream and I got like one minute in and I got booted off. Oh, I was like fuck someone else's spoiler Yeah. <laughs> and then I got impatient and I and I just found out the result once it yeah. once it ended. Yeah. But man, I love the little I loved the little like douche takedown that Galval did at the start on Gordon. I and think I, he let him take it. That's down, right. Yeah, and yeah. I think he did the same in yeah. the final with Nicky he Rod even cuz he even, said he to even like yeah. if you remember he did the same to both of them like handed them his leg yeah. being like take me down cuz you're not going to get points for it and I'm not and I'm going to get to play guard without copping a penalty for pulling guard.
1: Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he did. And I was talking to Anthony throughout the matches uh, for for most of the the two days uh, Anthony's a Uh, blue belt trains our gym and um as soon as it happened we said yeah that was tactical 100% and even i i was listening to your favorite podcast the joe rogan experience this morning that's a great podcast great podcast latest episode and even he said like before the match gordon was like yeah watch watch me give him a single leg and that was before the um the final so the the nikki nikki rod final he's like yeah watch me give him a single leg and and let, uh, let him take me down. And it was super obvious. He didn't have to defend it at all. Because yeah. um, he wanted to bull guard, didn't want to get penalised.
0: Yeah, so that actually already starting to slightly go off topic of mm. talking about the actual matches. Mm. But it, it makes me think, and I was thinking this while watching ADCC, I don't know if that, first half of the match no points thing is the best format, you know, uh, because if you think about, like there were a lot of fights, a lot of them, whether it was in the finals or not the finals, mm. like, sorry, whether it was on, yeah, day one or day two, there were a lot of matches where not a lot happens in, that f- in the first half of the match mm. because unless that takedown... Is going to land you straight inside control or something like that.
1: For a submission opportunity. For a
0: submission of opportunity, it is a lot of work to score a takedown just to land in someone's guard or whatever and it not award you anything. You know, like it's not the perfect solution. Like, because if you think back before Jiu Jitsu was what it is in 2022, Simply just saying, well, you get penalized for pulling guard, was enough to kind of, you know, negate the problems of guard pulling and whatever. But but now people are just going, well, fine, I'll just like get taken down in some shitty takedown, and it doesn't matter because they don't get points for it. Like mm-hmm. it's they're, they're essentially it's a shitty loophole as a way to pull guard.
1: It promotes stalling, I suppose.
0: Maybe a little bit as well. Like I don't mind the feeling each other out phase, but. I like, you know, on the one hand, I, l- I see the idea of, okay, that whole no points thing, it kind of, on the one hand, it allows you to take more risks because if you fuck up, it's not going to, yeah. you know, you're not going to, oh, they passed your guard when you threw up that triangle or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, you're still side control, but, you know, at least you didn't concede points. mm so I get that side of it, but there's also the other side where people are like, oh man, well, I, I don't want to invest all of that if it's, if it's not going to reward me with anything. I know? think
1: the the reward will come into um, the, the, the situations where it's 0-0 zero, zero and it goes to ref's decision. That's where like being really That's active true. in the That's first true. half of the match is going to play in your favor. And yeah. we did see a lot of ref decisions, 0-0s. Zero, so, I mean, that that scenario did play out in some of the key matches um, that we hopefully will get to highlight um, throughout this episode. So I think that you're right, but it, it probably is the best solution. So in terms of the super fight though, I think that it was incredibly- I don't know, like, wh-
0: like, why, I don't know. Why can't they, you know, I think you could eat. I haven't put a lot of time thinking into a solution for this. However, you could- you could easily, I feel like, close that loophole if you said something like, "Okay, the first half of the minute, the first half of the match, you you only score points with takedowns. Like, there's no points for for you know."
1: People might game it, solutions. like just like take down, let him get up, take down, let him get up, like that stupid well, thing. No, yeah,
0: but like we're trying to close the loophole of people <clears throat> pulling pulling guard mm. right so the person who gets taken down they're not going to get back up it's not like ufc where if the guy on top stands up the dude lying down is told to stand back yeah up. but
1: I'm, I'm more concerned about like if, if the situation is like um you know one one person is a superior wrestler and they take him down and then they invite the other person to to stand back back up then why would you stand back up with them well you might not you wouldn't, right? Well, I you mean, might not, no. I mean,
0: if you go, if you're going against someone who's superior wrestler to mm. you, I mean, the, you're either yeah. gonna, you're, and you're already going. Well, I'm not gonna be able to take them down. I'll just pull guard. Yeah. Or in other words, if you get taken down, you're just gonna stay down.
1: I, I personally don't have a problem with the the rule set. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't <coughs> yeah, know.
0: I, I don't think know. I just saw a I just saw enough matches where just shit didn't. Happen in or people game the system a little bit in that first half of the match. Oh, yeah, it just happened see. enough for yeah. me to sort of think, uh, I don't, uh, maybe there's a better way.
1: Yeah, no, I totally and that's
0: a, that's as far as I thought. So I yeah. didn't sit there and think it should be like this. Yeah, totally. So even now saying points for a takedown, it's a it pretty dumb be, idea. Yeah. But I'm just like, front, no, 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 I get you. Like I brainstorming.
1: Get you. The ADCC rule set definitely isn't perfect. There's ways. I don't think you can make any rule set perfect.
0: No. And I think the problem. I think how ha- why no rule set is perfect or potentially will ever be perfect is because like jujitsu is just constantly changing yeah. and it's very it's hard, you know, yeah. exactly. You know, a, a rule set that was perfectly fine 10 years ago, it's all of a sudden hard. is yeah. crap now. You know, there used yeah. to be no rules to do with, you know, 50, 50, mm-hmm. right. Cause the position didn't exist. And mm-hmm. it always still blows my mind how, you know, that, two human bodies interacting, haven't figured out all the ways that one body can manipulate yeah. another body. It's, it's almost infinite, right? Yeah, and it, you think, how can it be so infinite? Like yeah. you've got two arms, two legs, and a head, mm. you know, and a torso, right? Like you've got like those, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six components. Yeah. 12, when you put the two together, yeah. how is it, I
1: don't know, maybe- a components ma- create infinite
0: opportunities. Yeah, yeah, maybe a mathematician is like, yeah, but it's actually, you know, Yeah, <laughs> know. yeah. Anyway, back so to Gordon Ryan.
1: The super fight. I think just to close that off, and then we'll swiftly move on because we have got a lot to go through. Um, I think it's very one-sided. It, it, you know, I think it played out exactly how most people thought it was going to play out. And funnily <coughs> enough, I have to give a shout out to Anthony. We're talking before the match, and we're like, you know, spinning shit, and we're like, oh, okay, predictions. And I was like, oh yeah, the first ten minutes, Gordon will win. And Anthony's like, I reckon he'll win via rear naked strangle in the last five minutes, and that's exactly what happened. So if you if you didn't know, if you didn't watch it. Essentially, it was a body triangle with uh, one of Andre's arms trapped. I think it was his right arm trapped. And then he controlled his left arm. Um, Gordon controlled his left arm with Gordon's... Gordon controlled Andre's left arm with his left arm and just one-handed uh, rear naked strangle. And it was just fucking... It was just over. It was. He didn't yeah. even get a deep. Like, it was sort of across his... He got under, but... Yeah, it was that crazy. I mean... Man, so I
0: mean, one-armed, not perfectly under the chin, someone with that yeah. type of strength, oh, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, and he... And Andre had no arms available to defend yeah. himself. Insane. He would have felt so vulnerable. He got smashed.
0: But to to finish off Gordon and just essentially the, the main things I want to... The, the two things I want to... Uh, that stood out for me while mm. watching him compete this weekend was... Firstly, that he had two outside heel hook finishes. Yes. And he's... I don't know if there were other – I haven't looked at every single submission in, AD, in the ADCC. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're not a news recap mm-hmm. statistics podcast. Uh, but there were definitely other outside heel hook attempts. And it was quite funny because we were talking about it. prior to adcc literally like the day before saying yeah in the gym saying oh you don't see a lot of them they're Mm. compared to an inside heel hook Mm. relatively easy to spin out of Mm. and you've heard lots of people say that like i've seen instructionals where gary Tonin says that you know where Mm. uh you know craig jones talks about it in whatever like multiple people have said it and then we see gordon hit two outside heel hook finishes Mm -hmm. right and And the other one that – and then he even right at the start of the match with Galval dug an outside heel hook Mm -hmm. that Galval was was able to escape, but it looked pretty deep. Yeah, Like I thought he was going to finish him exactly the same as he finished
1: uh, the match before. Oh, yeah, in the semifinals? Yeah, sorry. What what was the total match time? It was under a minute, wasn't it, that match? The semis? It was insane. That yeah, was 11 seconds, it was. It was fucking so insane. I'm
0: sorry, let me bring up his name. I've forgotten his name. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> poor, poor bastard. What's his name? He'll forever
1: uh, be uh, lost in the history books his as a His name, guy,
0: Roosevelt Souza.
1: Oh, so yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the other Souza. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like 11 seconds, right? Insane. And he had Gordon in that same one, but Gordon got out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and yeah, and another one. So, our boy Jeremy Skinner yep. in his first match against AJ mm-hmm. had multiple. Pretty deep deep looking outside heel hook attempts Yeah, that, and so that's, that surprised me that there were any outside heel hook finishes. Right. So, but then more than that, what just watching Gordon, man, it's just crazy. Like it is how the dude makes other world-class guys look so bad. Yeah. And, it's unfortunate that he has to be such a dick about it, you know, like I think on one of his videos not that long before ADCC, he was, he was saying, oh, you know, someone had asked him, like, how do you stay on top of your game, you know, and he said, oh, he said, oh well, if I just want to be the best – he goes, well, that's not that difficult. That just means I have to be better than the second best person. And Mm. the second best person in the world is dog shit. Yeah. So, and like, I mean, that's a bit of a douchey thing to say because they're not right. Like all these guys on this stage are incredible. Yeah. You know, even whichever person got knocked out, even if someone got submitted in 10 seconds of their first match on day one, Mm. bro, you still made it to ADCC. You're still one of the best competitors in the world. Uh, But, yeah, just the way he just demolished the competition – didn't finish all these fights by submission however his second match was uh, Victor points. Hugo yeah, yeah 8 8 0 uh, he yeah.
1: couldn't he couldn't get the finish and he was yeah. like mad disappointed about that yeah. um, i'm surprised he didn't get the finish as well so shout out to Victor Hugo it's it's interesting that losing 8 0 to Gordon Ryan is a huge <laughs> accomplishment <laughs> yeah you know, pretty much yeah like that is that is like one of the uh, biggest accomplishment accomplishments is to lose to him um, via points uh, than submission yeah.
0: but at this stage man i just look at Gordon and i just go man like who if anyone is is gonna stop him i i feel like he's on a trajectory to either essentially retire i mean he'll still he could retire today and be known as one of the greatest of all time right Mm -hmm. but you know i feel like he's either gonna essentially retire more or less undefeated Mm -hmm. or he's gonna keep fighting until you can't win forever right Mm -hmm. until he becomes the, you know, like where Shanji is today or where, Mm -hmm. you know, Lovato is today or where Galval is today. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, in your time, you were the best in the world and will go down as one of the greatest of all time. But now you're 40 and this 22-year-old is on the scene and, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you can't win forever. But it just seems like he's on this trajectory where he's either will only lose when... It's kind of the passing of the
1: guard. Yep, totally. Or he'll retire. Yep, he's just getting better and better.
0: Dude, yeah, that's it, right? He's getting, he's still getting better. He's like 27, right? Mm -hmm. And
1: Anyway. Same age as me. It's crazy. (sighs) crazy. Enough about Gordon Ryan. Yeah, I was just thinking like, all right, time to jump off the dick riding club and (laughs) let's talk about some of these matches. So... I want to talk about because we did mention in our like ADCC lead up episode that I was going to be interested to see Josh Saunders in plus ninety nine, the mm-hmm. Australian competitor that we spoke about, um, Penner versus Saunders. Um, unfortunately, uh, well, as you probably know, Penner won on um, on points. But man, shout out to Josh Saunders for you know not getting submitted because Penner went on in his um, in, in the second match of day one to submit his opponent. So Josh, you know, was and he actually nearly scored a, a really good takedown before points, I, I believe, like with a um, oh, some sort of throw. I forget exactly how it occurred, but I mean, man, Josh Josh held his own pretty well up against Penner. Um, so yeah, shout out to Josh Shauna's did did really well. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, that match I didn't see. Yeah, I, I, I watch it pretty closely. Um, now the next one I wanted to talk about on day one just jumping around a little bit here, I've sort of highlighted the key matches on day one that I wanted to brush brush yeah. on. Josh Hinger versus Ty Rittolo. Did you watch that one? No, but uh,
0: I was surprised to hear the result.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, I was surprised to see the result. So yeah, did you watch it? I did, yeah. So I
0: did. tell me your thoughts. Uh, I So I've had someone say to me, oh man, I don't know, because for those who don't know, Ty and Josh are teammates, yep. right? Uh and someone had said to me, Oh man, I don't know. I think Ty maybe sort of threw that match. How do you yeah? Totally. How, how do you lose to Josh and mm. then the next day go on to beat,
1: you know, Penner? Oh, you totally threw. Like as in not through. Like he um I think it's really unfortunate that Ty lost. I don't think if we look at it. So how? He, so it was three. I, the he lost on points. Okay. So he lost on points. It went to ten minutes, I believe. It wasn't in overtime, and the the total score was three points to Josh Hinger, two points to Tyratolo. And at the end, uh, I think Ty had. Um, he there was many moments in the the second half of the match where Ty nearly scored. Like it was it was pretty much Ty's match the whole way. Let me put it this way: if they went into um overtime with equal score, Ty would have won. Let me let me just like. Yeah, Let that but sink in. Like he he was winning, and then Josh was able to pull out an amazing. Um, you know, he he got. I think he took his back, and that's how he got the three points because he got his, his second hook in. Um, Josh did I'll, an amazing job, but man, I'm just so disappointed for Ty. <laughs> I'll just
0: say this though: as so the the two thing as someone who didn't watch the fight, so I can't make a opinion as in oh, I've seen hundreds of Ty's fights, yeah. and watching this one, I yeah. don't reckon he gave his best. Mm. Let me, let me make two points. Uh, first, them being teammates, there might be this little bit of, because Josh Hinger is an incredible competitor. Oh yeah, right, and very good jujitsu. So it's not like he's a chump,
1: right? Far out, no, god no. And
0: so there might have been that little bit of, you know, Josh being like, you know, not fucking yet, bro. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, sti- oh, yeah. I still got you, mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah. So there might have been a bit of that. And there might have also been that sort of, there's people in the gym. Let's say there's, you know, Kieran, mm. right? Let's say there's fucking Steve and Tom. Right? Yep. And you can beat the shit out of Steve, mm-hmm. right? And Steve beats the shit out of Tom. Mm. So you'd think, oh, I should be able to smash Tom. But Tom smashes you right and you go but how does that like
1: rock paper scissors bro yeah, right like
0: <laughs> so their teammates yeah for all we know like josh just might have his number he's mm. just like they're training partners and maybe for ty he's like fuck man like i just you know i smash everyone in the gym yeah. but yeah there's the totally. psychological fact as well yeah. like but yeah josh could also just be that rock paper scissors teammate of his yeah. who for just their styles and he just Fucking hinger man, I just can't get my shit mm. to work with him. So it could also yep. that could also be a factor.
1: In an alternate reality, in an alternate universe where they weren't teammates, I think Ty would have won. I think you're right. I think that psychological factor did play a part, and maybe maybe it was even to the point where Ty thought, you know, oh, normally I do win in the in the training room, so I I should be able, yeah, to yeah, right. And maybe it under- didn't go his way, and then he, it started <sighs> to get to his head. and He's like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm fucked. It like you know, I don't yeah. know. We can never really say, but um, needless to say, like. If he did
0: throw, they did a good job because they didn't get disqualified for fixing a match. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. He didn't throw it as in like intentionally lose.
1: God, no. Like the Rotolo brothers would never do that. And you could see the disappointment in Ty. I think when we say that he threw, like he had every opportunity to win and he just didn't, it was unable to capitalize. And this is definitely what Monday morning quarterback, as the saying goes, like sitting back here with my blue belt, you know, wrapped around my head, be like, oh, I would have done better. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, it was really hard to watch because I think that Ty definitely had the upper hand for vast majority of the match. And Josh, all credit to him the tactician that he is was able to pull off the win very impressive from Josh was very impressed
0: let me tell you let me tell you a joke like you've just reminded me of a joke where there was this comedian and i just saw this on youtube so it's i don't know who the comedian is otherwise i will shout them out cuz i'm not stealing his joke but anyway this comedian is doing a set and he's kind of making fun of parenting right and uh, anyway so a mum Starts heckling him, being like, "Do you have kids? You know," and he's like, "No, I don't." And she's like, "So what the fuck do you know?" Blah 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 blah. Sort of similar to how you're saying, like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'm just a blue belt." Blah blah blah. And he's like, and he said something along the lines of, "He's like, yeah, I don't have kids." He goes, "I'm also not a pilot, but if I see a helicopter in a tree, I know someone fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then and then he comp- yeah, and totally. then he caught her out even more, and he was like, Oh have, you know, what team do you support?" Because it was in the America, and she's yeah. like. I don't know the names of the teams, but like whatever, like you're oh, fucking Broncos, woo, you yeah. know? And he's like, okay. And have you ever played football professionally? No. he's like, and do you watch football on Sundays? Yeah. And do you yell at the team and tell the, you know, the yeah. quarterback what he should have done? And yeah. what the fuck do you know? Yeah, you know? yeah. 100%. 100%. So no, I think I on the one hand, it's like, yeah, shut up. What do you know? But on the other hand, we it's like, have opinion. you can have yeah. an opict- opinion yeah. as a more or less educated spectator.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, totally, I totally get Yeah, that. So I mean, both I mean, awesome. That match was awesome. If you haven't watched it, even though you know the result, it's worth watching. Like it's one of those like awesome. It was one of the, the highlight matches of day one, at least. If not like ADCC, not my favorite, but like, you know. yeah, Up there, it was very, very good. Now the next one I want to talk about in we're jumping around a little bit, going back up in weight uh, to the 88 the kilo division. I believe this is, yeah, 88. Uh, Rocha versus Isaac, Michelle.
0: So this is another one I didn't watch. Yeah. So this one, Isaac being the Australian guy from the B team who Mm -hmm. won the, who's next no time limit reality show thing. Won the, the Oceania trials to punch his ticket.
1: Won uh, IBJJF Nogi worlds at Brown belt recently. So he's had a big year. um, And he, this is another one where I, I think that he shit the bed a little bit. Like, is it? Okay. I'm not taking anything away from Rocha, but I mean, far out, man. like, this, for those that don't know, this went the full 15 minutes, so 10 minutes plus five minutes of overtime and it was 0-0 and it went into went to ref's decision. Now, as I was watching it, I fully expected at the end of it, I was like, oh, Isaac's got this in the bag. He, he did enough, he won. Like, Isaac clearly won this match but he didn't, he lost. And I was, you know... Jumping up and down, like what the fuck? What what is this? You know, yelling at the <laughs> yelling at my computer screen and like furiously. There's messaging. A, a
0: fucking <laughs> helicopter in a tree. Yeah, Someone exactly. Fucked up. Yeah, I was
1: like, furiously <laughs> messaging. Anthony, then he like sending voice messages, around. Like what the fuck? But I mean, if you go back and rewatch it and watch it objectively without all the emotion and without like you know focusing in on your guy. In this, in this case, my guy was definitely Isaac. Um, then yeah, okay, he probably did. He probably did lose. Um, objectively because you know he, he wasn't pushing the action as much um, but he had some really close uh, back take attempts there were some moments of the match where you know if, if he just held for, like, one extra second or if he got, like, he got, he scored a takedown, but he didn't get the points because he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to hold it for three seconds. He focused too much on chasing the back rather than getting um, his opponent's butt to the mat to secure the points in ADCC rule set. It was IBJJF rule set. He, he would have scored two points. Um, so that that's a little bit, I would say, maybe inexperienced in the ADCC rule set where, where in that in those moments he should have just focused on securing the points, then getting the back rather than trying to go straight for the back, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it was it's really disappointing. It was really, really disappointing because I think he could have done, you know, a lot better in the division overall if he got through that first round, which is a very tough round um, being, you know, a bottom seed coming from Oceana Trials. Yeah, a very, very disappointing match. Big upset, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, uh, I think... One of the the biggest standouts definitely of the entire event, though, was, was Cade Rotolo. Oh, yeah. Cade winning the 77-kilo division. And not only that, becoming the youngest ever ADCC champion mm. at 19. 19, yeah. And he stormed through. He won every single match by submission, mm. and which resulted in being – the first ever person to submit, Mika Galvao, yeah. right, which was in the final. Caught him with an outside heel hook.
1: Another another outside heel hook that you mentioned no, earlier.
0: No, sorry. Was it an outside? I, sorry. I believe I meant it was an inside heel inside hook. Inside heel, heel hook, uh, right. And he pulled, he pulled it off on. like,
1: okay. so I'm pretty you, sure it was. If okay. you haven't seen this match, let me just paint the picture. Mika Galvao was winning the entire time. Like, it's very clear. You Even if you watch it objectively, like, Mika had his number. Mika was winning. Like again, given the example, if it went to ref's decision at that point before it stopped, Mika would have won. And then out of freaking nowhere, man, that's out the thing, of eh? nowhere. Like,
0: I, I'm happy. I'm happy for Cade, and he oh, was yeah. definitely going back to our predictions. He was in there as to who I was like, man, he could win.
1: I think you even predicted this final. You said I've, it very likely could have been could be a Mika Cade final. Yeah,
0: round. I think I was pretty sure that one of them was going to win. Yeah, and I'm. It's not that I'm not a Cade fan. Mm. I'm just more of a Mika fan <laughs> yeah. than Cade. I just think Mika's Jiu-Jitsu is fucking beautiful, man. I oh, think yeah. it's so good to watch. Yeah. Whereas I like watching Cade's Jiu-Jitsu, but it's way more scrappy and mm. messy and scram- like mm. and it's awesome. Like mm. I love watching it. But I'm just if I'm, I'm comparing it to Mika's, right? Uh Mika's more. I elegant. just prefer, mm. yeah. I just prefer Mika's style as uh, uh, someone who's passionate about the sport. Mm. That's just my opinion. There'll oh, be people who will prefer Cade style. That's mm. fine. So I wanted Mika to win.
1: Mm.
0: but Man, Cade's just, I feel like you could have his back and he'll all of a sudden, he'll hook you or yeah. arm bar you or something. Like it's, yeah. man, he just submissions out of nowhere, you know, really just out of nowhere. Such a beast, mm. you know, and, he submitted Lockie, Lachlan Giles in his yeah. in his first match, and that was definitely a tough draw for Lockie to get Cade first round. Yeah. But it was that fight was really interesting for me to watch because prior to ADCC, I I was hanging out with Lockie and he had sort of shared his str- more or less his strategy. Can you share ADCC. it now? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, more or less his strategy and the commentators, I don't think it's any secret now because even the commentators sort of picked up more on or it. less. Yeah. Picked up on yep. it, which was Lockie was well aware that the element of surprise in terms of K guard yep. was gone. Was gone. Yeah. And the, this is something the commentators said. Yeah. And he was well aware that a lot of people, not just Cade, a lot of people were doing this more sort of passing around to north-south sort of way as trying to not expose your legs for leg entanglements. And so they were more leading with their arms instead of their legs. And so he had been working really hard on choy bars. Right and yeah, the commentators they didn't necessarily say it in those words, but they pointed out that oh, again, you know, Lachlan has tried to go for the troy bar and mm. whatever. So that was a lot of Lockie's strategy. He still did manage some really nice leg entanglements with mm. Cade. Uh, got to fifty fifty a couple of times, uh, and yeah, but and he had a similar approach in the absolute where he fought Yuri Samoines and and again lost, but lost on points. Yeah, I believe so. I yeah. believe. Uh, we could pull, but that yeah, out. he wasn't. He wasn't submitted. Yes, and it was the same sort of thing, going for lots of choy bars and mm-hmm. everything. So it was that interesting inverted, to
1: that inverted game from. Um, yeah. So for those that don't know what a choy bar is, it's essentially a, 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 an arm bar. It's an arm bar. Yeah, it's just the way you enter it. It's yeah.
0: essentially entering into the arm the same way you would use K guard to enter into the legs, and uh, so yeah. it was so yeah. it was interesting to watch that match and. Uh, you know, and see Lockie trying to implement that and doing well, like Lockie, Lockie did really well. And then there was just a moment where Kay just like, man, he didn't even have his arm. I don't mean, didn't have it as in Lockie tapped when there wasn't an arm bar. I mean, it wasn't like he was, his hips were nowhere near it or whatever. He just grabbed Lockie's wrist and just reefed it and just jumped on an arm bar. It's crazy. So quick and fast and out of nowhere. those, Those two brothers, both of them, but obviously from this ADCC, Cade's the standout. Mm. Just from anywhere, man, mm. Cra- crazy, crazy.
1: I think that that's a good way of like summarising Cade's run was like submissions from anywhere and everywhere, and you never know where when it's going to happen. So that I think from a pure like
0: because he also. Um, was it an armbar or a heel hook he got on on Roberto Jimenez as well? Let me let me double oh, I check can't, that. Can't so remember. that was it. Yeah. So that was his second match. Where Man, I've, so many, I've watched so many
1: Jiu-Jitsu matches in the last like seventy-two hours that they're all like sort of blending into one. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll gonna confirm
0: for you in two seconds. Yeah, we oh. got the bracket.
1: We got the brackets up here, guys. We're not making mistakes this time. <laughs>
0: Give me two seconds, team. I'll tell you. But it was another sort of thing. Did you watch the match of? Uh, uh, yeah, Cade I and Yeah, and I watched of all of Cades. So Yeah, yeah. So like again, it was like sort of yeah, as a heel hooker, yeah. outside heel hook. Okay. So it was it wasn't another like a hundred percent out of nowhere, but it was just like in a scramble ish yeah. sort of position, and he just yeah. bloody jumps on it, and then yeah. he armbar P. J. Bartsch, right, Yeah. and then heel hook with Mickie Gallval. So yeah. so two two heel hooks and two armbars for Cade
1: for the best the best guys in the world like men. So, Undoubtedly the so best good. guys in the world. But I
0: was a little sad that Mika lost. I was super stoked for Cade. Yeah. and You know, but I, damn it, I wanted Micka Mick to win.
1: Yeah. I wanted, I wanted Mika to win, um, just quietly. But I mean, that, that's one of those matches where you watch and like really, though, I don't really care who wins. I think I just wanted to see good jujitsu and that's exactly yeah. what we got. It's definitely watch. It. I'm going to rewatch it to be honest. Um, there's a lot to take away from it. It, it was a fantastic match. It was probably one of the best, yeah. matches of the day.
0: Uh, probably the other, before we go into specific matches just mm. one other athlete i want to highlight who i'm a massive fan of so i was super stoked to see win is fion davis Ah, uh, yeah man i think her jiu-jitsu is awesome i really even she seems to have a really good understanding of her jujitsu as mm. well so any i believe she's on that she has instructionals on that platform that I think Keenan Cornelius made that level X or whatever it's called. I don't know the too
1: much about it. I've, I've seen it. I've seen the advertisements. Yeah. So I don't know too much. So about
0: anyway, little clips that have popped up of her doing instructionals and whatever. Oh, good she on her. explains her techniques really well, really detailed, really concise. I think she's got awesome jujitsu, mm. uh, last adcc correct me if i'm wrong but she was a silver medalist and then winning this Mm -hmm. year
1: i believe so uh, i'm I'm not sure we'll have to we'll have to double check that but but i think that sounds about right
0: yeah it was was sick. i was super i'm a big fan of her so just as a fan i was stoked to 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 see fion win that was
1: sick um so the next bracket or man i have to talk about this guy this this guy is my my new probably one of my new favorite grapplers out of this event i I didn't know who he was beforehand. I think a lot of people would be in this same um, same camp at uh, Bodoni from, from New Wave. In the 99 kilo. 88. 88. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. 88. 88 kilo, because I would probably compete at 88 or 77 if I was to compete at CC So like, you know, even- I think
0: if you were make, if you go on ADCC, you'd- Probably you'd go
1: 77. Yeah, I reckon, bro. Yeah, I'd or you'd, part, or you'd, I'd have to get or on you'd the juice get and get on the juice like everyone yeah. else and go eighty eight. Yeah, but uh, regardless, like this guy came out of virtual nowhere, being like sort of the the gray man of Danaher's next secret weapon, if you will.
0: Yeah, because he won, he won the I forget if it was West Coast or East Coast Trials, but he won yeah, the trials. and then he fought, uh, he fought J Rod. At the Who's Number One
1: event, yep, yep. so
0: that was then putting the West Coast Trials winner against the East Coast Trials winner, yep. and he beat J Rod. Mm. This was a while ago, but I believe it was only on points. Mm. I, or did he? I don't think he submitted him anyway. So that's all I knew about him. He won trials, then yep. he, you know, essentially won the beat the second best trials winner. Yep. If you if you want to think about it like that, <laughs> yep. and then went on to. Just smashed his
1: entire division. Just smashed his division. And so he beat Hulk Barbosa, Lucas Hulk Barbosa in, in, in the finals. and um, Not just beat him, submitted him yeah. with a rear naked choke. Uh, yes, yeah, in, in, in overtime. And he was up nine points at that point. Uh, anyway, so like, yeah, it, it, absolutely incredible run. Dan has new secret weapon. Um, and now everyone knows him. Um, his jiu-jitsu is just so fucking good, man. I'm not really articulating it well, but... I'm just so impressed with this guy like he he is such an impressive grappler he's propelled to the to the forefront of like you know us thinking about the best grapplers that I'm following at the moment he's like fucking right up there in the top 3 that I'm like holy shit I want to be like this guy so yeah so, so I so actually, impressive. I actually so impressive.
0: I actually didn't see see any of his
1: I wasn't his paying matches. attention to him at the start in that division because like I didn't really know who he was and obviously social media plays a big part of you know who who we follow just you know it is what it is like whoever has the hype behind him or has the following you know so I was looking at Isaac I was looking at you know other so, people. In the so division, yeah so we man,
0: beat he beat Isaac ants in round one yeah yeah that and was he, a big upset he, as well I was then he submitted Mateus Diniz who was last ADCC winner yep all right then he beat Flanagan in the semi-finals and then Hulk in the finals. So yeah. definitely not an <laughs> ease. No. I mean, round two, having bloody submitting Mateus, not only – he was also up four points
1: prior and, to submitting him. And, I mean, pulling Ozaki Byance in round one, for those that don't know who Ozaki Byance is, he is a – predominantly a Gi competitor, we'll say. Um, but, man – Probably the best at his weight division in in Ghee in the world right now. He is one of the best grapplers in the world. So yeah. he is no slouch. Like he he's a tough first round man.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely have to, going to have to go back and watch some of his
1: matches. Yeah, I'm gonna I want to rewatch his run because I, I watched his first match because I was watching for Azaki. Yeah. Um, and I was disappointed when he, you know, what do you want? I was like, fuck this guy. But yeah. then I was like, I kept watching him. I was like, holy fuck shit. Fuck this guy. And then by the end you were like, like
0: I want to suck your dick. Yeah. I'm like, oh,
1: I'm, I'm on the Bodoni fucking dick rider club now boys. Um, yeah. Izaki. yeah. <laughs> no, still so, so much respect for Izaki. And for those that have heard us, you know, shoot the shit before, I've I modeled a lot of my, um, you know, early development off of um, Izaki Byance's game. So to see those two come together and it was, it was an amazing match. Um, Super impressed with him, regardless to say, and I think that really highlights. Apart from you know, if we look at New Wave, just talking about teams now, because I didn't, w- I did want to mention the themes coming out of the different teams that we saw in in ADCC because there was very clear themes. Obviously, the different teams, the, the the key teams, have been you know working on some shit. Um, I think the the key the key guys that we we have in terms of teams, we have the B team, we have uh, New Wave we, under Danaher. Atos, of course, and um, the oh, you probably be able to help me out here. The The name's escaping me, but uh, Mika, Mika and uh, Baby Sharks team.
0: Oh, they're from Fight Sports, from, from Cyborg's Gym.
1: Um, are they from – no, 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 they're from Brazil. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are, like those is that, Manaus is boys. Manaus, Manaus. Is, yeah. that, is it
0: Cyborg's Gym? Yeah, they all fight out of fi- Cyborg's Gym in Miami, Fight Sports. Oh, right. I they train in well, Manaus, could, though, right? Although i could Mika's be, dad. I could be connecting – Two different. very far away dots. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah, they definitely they train under Mika's dad, right? Well, they definitely train with Cyborg too.
1: Okay. At, at his gym in Miami. Okay. Okay. Anyway, anyway. That,
0: that crew. <laughs> th- those guys. So,
1: th- those, if we look at the, the best performances, you know, obviously there are other standout teams, but, uh, you know, collectively, those four teams in my mind stand out. And maybe I'm, I'm definitely biased here, but I saw very clear themes between them and different approaches. And I think that apart from um, Oliver Taza, unfortunately uh, losing a very tough uh, round one, New Wave Jiu Jitsu did, or, or New Wave under Danho did exceptionally well, and that that's obviously from Gordon Ryan being the standout and Bodoni being the yeah, the but also standout.
0: like you know Marigali now training with them and Marigali, Marigali, yeah, Marigali you, you know, yeah, world I world champion already in the in the gi uh, only. Mm. You know, obviously, throughout his career, has trained no gi, but at a professional level at black belt, he's been doing it for what six months. Yeah, you know, and Super uh, impressive. man, he did really well. He made it to the finals of the absolute. Yeah, and he uh, lost he made on it, tactical errors. Like, yeah, that is he only ADCC lost on penalties. Right? Did you watch
1: it? No, I didn't watch. I saw the very end of it. Yeah, so and he he made some very key tactical errors right at the start. He he pulled guard off of take off a takedown attempt where he should have allowed the takedown to, to occur. More, more yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, yeah. he and he made a mistake. And you could have, even the commentators were like, oh, was that a takedown? Was that a guard pull? But the judges correctly determined it was a guard pull. Yeah. And as soon as it happened, he, he got the negative, obviously. And I messaged, um, um, I was talking to Anthony. I was like, that was a tactical error, like straight up. Like, yeah, yeah. you can see that, that match, there's not going to be much points going on because they're just, you know, it's kind of like um, two you know, two brick walls just smashing against each other yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the, the how competitive it was, it was clearly an error. And then it went to overtime and then he pulled guard again. In that sense, it probably was a smart decision. Because um, he wasn't going to take him down. Because, well, he didn't want to concede a takedown because the points were live at that point. So yeah, yeah. that wasn't an option. And pulling guard was probably his best yeah. bet at that point because he wasn't winning the, the stand-up game against Yuri. Um, so, I mean, that was a decent, decent yeah. match. He had the
0: match with Craig in the semis, which he
1: which he uh, lost. Which yeah. he lost. But I believe he Th- that just to clarify the the semis we're talking about um, was his division under ninety nine. So we jumped around a little bit. So we went yeah, from sorry. talking about the absolute final where he he uh, lost to Yuri Samos, and then um, we jumped to under ninety nine semifinal where yeah. he fought Craig Jones and lost to Craig Jones. Yeah,
0: and then fought um, Lovato for the bronze, which he won. Yes. So we, so yeah. we got. I mean, it's
1: his. You know, Amazing from
0: coming out of New Wave. I mean, well, in the last year, he's gone Alliance, Dream Art, New Wave, Holy which shit. is not. Uh, don't take this as me saying, oh, you know, he's a uh, or Creancio. Or yeah, Creancio. Yeah. No, he's just know. an athlete who's trying to find yeah. the best place to train for where he's at in his career, and uh, you know, he's essentially. Let's just let's just pick an even number. Six months of no gi under his. <laughs> That was going to exist belt. belt. (laughs) The belt he's Uh, not wearing, and that kind
1: of annoys me, right? Because the dude has fucking trained no gi. No, of course he has. But but I get, I get what everyone is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is six months of him taking no gi seriously, and that highlights that. you know, as much as we we you know fuck around, that there is a very big difference between no gi game and and gi game.
0: Yeah, because his guard in in the gi where he he plays, yeah, and and collars and della x and stuff. But you know, he got a there was some controversy about him getting a free ticket to ADCC. He didn't win trials or anything. He was oh, hopefully invited. Hopefully that's squashed now. That's like right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's first ever ADCC and he gets bronze at weight and yep. silver at absolute. It's fucking Marigali,
1: dude. If you, I mean, if you ever had to like kick up a stink about him getting a, a an air quote free invite man, yeah. you you need to readjust yourself. Yeah. Like it's fucking so, Marigali.
0: Um, but someone made a, a, a good point that I think it might've been Anthony. I mean, he I think he said well I wonder what would have happened if he did beat Yuri in the absolute because then that would have meant that it would be him and yeah, Gordon, Gordon the right. next super fight and it's like well yeah. does he keep training at new wave of you course, know like of course like I yeah, mean. 100% he
1: does 100% <laughs> they they just train together and, and then yeah I think it's and then take Gordon long
0: smashes long. him yeah
1: <laughs> which is exactly what's going to happen but man oh yeah thank you for bringing up Marigali I was so impressed with Marigali not that I expected anything less it's you know, it's Marigali.
0: Yeah, I really like Marigali.
1: His, like his jiu-jitsu speaks jiu-jitsu. for itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Uh,
0: yeah. And yes, the one of the other things that that stood out. So going back to themes, and actually, mm. sorry, squash that. A submission that caught me by surprise was uh, it was was it Diogo Hayes? Let me double check. But it was the
1: submission talking we, of baby shark. I don't know why people call him baby shark. That's his name, bro. Whatever. You got to yeah. get amongst the baby shark. Mm. Oh, in the in the crowd, I think it was the finals with um, uh, Souza. He, someone screamed out, "Baby shark, dude!" Yeah, so funny man. Um, Diogo Pato is that baby shark? Um, no. Wait, which one's Diogo Hayes is baby shark? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's two daggers.
0: Anyway, it was a submission winner over Kennedy, uh, Cuperina's son. Mm. And it was like, uh, did you see this no, match? I don't
1: think I did. I'm, I might have. So it was, my memory.
0: it was like a, it was a Z-lock, right? So it was essentially, it was pretty much a saddle position, pretty much an outside heel hook position, mm-hmm. like we saw Gordon hit and like Jeremy was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But instead of going for the heel hook, he had such a deep reap Right? He essentially like the knees at a right angle, like the shin and the thigh are yep. at a, at a right angle, and then instead of doing the like the heel hook, just lifting the leg like you're winding a crank. Oh, so I that's called too. a Z lock. And uh yeah, you got the tap from from Kennedy with that, and I was like, holy shit, you don't see that submission happen very often. Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't even know I would have to re-watch it. I watched it a few times, but I would have to re-watch it to see. Was there real intent in the Z Lock, or was that just a byproduct of the reap and trying to dig the heel or mm. whatever? But either way, I was kind of like, well, oh, holy shit!" You don't see that submission a lot, mm. uh, so that caught me by surprise. But in terms of the themes of, of the, what are you we saw, about
1: themes in general, or themes of the teams. No,
0: no, no. Of the of how fights were fought and yep. won. None of it caught me by surprise. I think it, it was what we spoke about in our other episode, more or less predicted, you are obviously still going to see, a, you know, a decent amount of, you know, heel hook submissions yep. and re-naked chokes. Yep. There were definitely more arm bars than I expected to see.
1: Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah.
0: I didn't see a single buggy choke. Nah, Did you, I don't think there nah, were any. Nah. Uh, there were definitely some that were attempted. There were definitely times where I saw people like, like looking, looking, looking for up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but I think that's another one of those things that kind of like, uh, excuse me, Lachlan Giles' K guard. It's not a surprise anymore. Yeah, you know, you can still get caught in it and, you know, if you get caught, you're still going to potentially get submitted, particularly if it's a Rotolo that's yeah, throwing yeah. it up. But it's one of those things that, you know, it, it really requires it's not a surprise element. anymore. It requires yeah. the element of surprise, yep. yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, the passing was kind of what we expected as so well. What, you,
1: what did you take on the passing? What sort of passing... Uh, really stood out to be the most effective or the most common or, or
0: so there were three for, for my opinion there were three predominant ones that that stood out which was essentially let's just call it pressure passing so mm-hmm. that whole category of body lock mm-hmm. half guard trying to get chest to chest sort of passing yeah, chest like first, yep. the exact way that nicky ride passed Penner. Mm-hmm. right. There was the going around to north south, yeah. Passing like the and then, style, yeah. Yep. It's what Yuri was trying to do to Lachlan the yep. whole time, uh, and then diving into north south. Mm-hmm. And then there was the high stepping, foot stomping yep. sort of style of passing. Mm-hmm. Rotolo's also used a lot of yeah. that, yeah, uh, which connects nicely to the north south passing, yeah. Yep. In my opinion, just from what I saw, I f- think the most effective was the the pressure passing chest-to-chest and the north-south passing. My issue with the high-step passing is not that there's an issue with that type of passing. I just am of the opinion that it is only a type of passing you can do if it's built on top of an extraordinary uh, understanding of of leg entanglements in the leg lock game, you know, because unlike north south passing or or pressure passing, where the idea is that your legs aren't even accessible to the person on the bottom, with the high step passing, you your legs are very close to them and near them, and. Yeah, we saw it even with Cade and Lachlan that Lachlan was still able to get some leg entanglements and from everything. That north, from that north that Well, south yeah, and just step, from, you yeah. know, and the foot stomping yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. and So if you don't you know, know what
1: foot stomping is, it's where essentially they're using their foot from the top to pin one of the, the legs of the, the guard, guard player. The guard player, yeah. yeah
0: essentially Hence standing, why it's yeah. standing on their foot so they can't use that leg. That's why they call it
1: foot stomping. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, you know, Cade got away with it because... I mean, he's very difficult to submit and very good at, you know, scrambling and clearing his legs straight away or whatever. Yeah. But I think for the average person that goes, okay, I haven't developed all my other guard passing and I don't really know shit about leg locks and whatever. I'm just going to do high step passing. I reckon you're going to get leg locked all the time mm. and heel hooked all the time, mm. right? Like when all, you know, when, when we're talking about the elite, prof- the best people in the world, the professionals of the sp- the sport so to some degree it's a level playing field you know yeah, but I for g- the av- for the average person if you went in against lockie and decided oh yeah so high step passing is the way to beat you you're going to get heel hooked in like 30 <laughs> seconds you know <laughs> try but, 11 seconds <laughs> yeah right? like you've got to uh, in my opinion that's just my humble opinion you've yeah. kind of that style of passing needs to be built it should almost be like you're only allowed to do that once you can do all this because otherwise you if you skip the the leg lock portion of it mm. the leg entanglement portion you know you're just going to get punished for it it's kind of I've been saying this thing to some of my students recently who uh n- neglecting or reluctant to sort of learn some I don't want to say the word fundamentals, but whatever. Let's just say fundamentals or core principles or whatever. And I've kind of been saying, man. Fundamentals if, of leg lock, sorry? No, no, or sorry. Just, just, just of, of, of jujitsu, right. Where I'm just kind of saying, and you need to learn this in this isolated way. You know, don't then turn to me and say, but so and so does this or so and so does this. I go, yeah, you know why they do it? Because you have to learn the rules. Before you can learn how to break them,
1: can we just have like a example? So I'll give sorry you, to put you on spot. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you a, a very simple example. You don't see this very often nowadays in jiu jitsu, but you, you used to see it a bit more back in the day where, uh, so before no gi was what it is today and it was mainly gi matches and people didn't really stand up to open close guard and whatever. So, you're told, like as a white belt, you're very clearly taught that if you're in someone's closed guard, you don't reach back with one arm and put it in between their legs to open their guard.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, triangle.
0: But we used to have this guy Harmon was his name. He was uh, so from the the our gym in Sao Paulo. He was a world champion at blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, and unfortunately never won worlds at black belt. But so obviously still incredibly tough. And this is way back, like this is. Before the Meow Brothers existed, this was, you know, so going way back. I was a blue belt and he was already a brown belt. So he probably, I'm sorry, already a black belt. So he probably won Worlds at Brown back in 2005 or something like that. Anyway, he, that was like his way, how he passed your guard every single time. And not just against like me as a little blue belt. He would do it to the other black belts. He would essentially give the triangle You know, and then and then he he would do that whole thing, but he would never get triangled. And it's kind of like, yeah, because he's done all this other stuff and learnt the rules of what happens and where you're vulnerable and all this. That he's he's earned the right to break the rules.
1: I'm gonna try it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know, but do you know what I mean? Like you have to, you you know, uh, like that's one that just straight away you know comes to my mind. Or yeah, so if you don't learn these certain structures if you don't learn leg entanglements and leg locks and all this stuff then you you haven't earned the right or you don't even deserve the right to break the rules and do high step passing in my opinion not that you can't do it i mean at the end of the day we're just most people especially people listening to this podcast just train jujitsu for fun and whatever and maybe you compete and whatever so i'm not saying don't do it but you know i'm just saying at that level yeah they you can do it risk, because right?
1: of, yeah. yeah. But then have something ready in, in response because if you're not prepared to end up in 50-50 or end up in some form of leg entanglement, then high step passing is probably the wrong direction to be heading.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's my opinion. But those mm. three themes mm. in terms of passing were the three dominant ones, definitely.
1: So on the feet, I, I've been working on Nogi stand up a lot. So I've been paying particular, I was paying particular attention to this ADCC, looking about what the themes are, what's going on on the feet. And what I noticed is a couple of things. One, there's, there was a lot of attempts at like foot trips and not a lot of completed takedowns of foot trips. But what people were doing is using the foot trip, um, like essentially like the kicking And there's even been some memes of like uh, taking a photo from a leg kick in MMA and being like, oh, the the themes of ADCC stand up. (laughs) But I did notice that is there was a lot of leg trips. What they were trying to do is invoke um, different reactions to then going in a different takedown. So looking to like sweep the leg to look for like an inside leg trip or looking to sweep the leg to invoke some sort of reaction to then shoot a double leg or or what have you. And that was was a very prominent reoccurring theme I thought was very interesting rather than just standing there stagnant, like do something with your feet to invoke a response. Another thing that I noticed was, um, there was a lot of throw attempts uh, for single leg defense. And oh,
0: I definitely and noticed a lot of, yeah, heaps. like like Uchimata Uchimata's position slash throws. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. And completed as well, or at least get to the point where you end up in a dogfight with your opponent. Yeah. Um, which I found very interesting. So there was a lot of like people picking up the single leg, but then all of a sudden they're being thrown. Um, so that was a across the the best stand up. A lot of the not not isolated to one person. Lots of people were doing this. A lot of arm drags, a staple. But then there was also a fair few redrags as well. So a redrag is a I believe a, a wrestling thing. Um, it's where basically you you go for the arm drag, but then your opponent just arm drags you back because your arm. If you think about it's the same drag, position for Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a 50/50 but with your arms. So, you're you're reaching across, but they're also, they also have your your um tricep. Your, your tricep as well. And that's something I never really connected together before. Whenever I get arm drag, I'm always thinking just square up and defend, but what about a redrag? So that was that was another theme and um, lots of duck unders, like attempts at like throw buys duck unders, that sort of thing and yeah, but I think the leg sweep and the the those were the, the, big, the big themes for me, which yep. tied into all the other stand up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, there was. Yeah, now that you mentioned it there, I, there was a, I noticed a lot of those sort of Uchimata counters, sort of takedowns. Uh, it was good. The stand up was really good. Mm. You know, uh, overall, the event was, was absolutely awesome. Mm. Uh, I was really happy with the whole thing. I wish I had had more time to watch more of it. Mm but <laughs> I I'm now curious to see. So we briefly mentioned it, but after it, you know, Gordon instantly called out Pena, you know, being, <laughs> That's hilarious. being like, you like, I'll give, you, you, know, 20 I'll g- I'll give now. you 20, 30 minutes to warm up. Yeah, You know, let's <laughs> fucking go now. I don't want any extra money. Let's yeah. just go. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe they had with the unfortunate passing of Leandro low with the, the last fight that ended in controversy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, one of the guys actually got, one of the guys from Flo got fired.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, that. yeah. Uh, anyway, because diff- he, he, for those that don't know, just like a very quick synopsis, he he made some public comments on Flo about uh, Gordon Ryan based off of Felipe's uh, Instagram page. It turned out Felipe was talking shit. He was lying, you know, feeding into this like shit talking atmosphere. And then the Flow reporter stated it as like fact rather than checking. And they got fired. And they yeah. got fired. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I believe when all that went down, they had signed a contract for a third fight
1: yeah. already. yeah. So I don't know
0: when that's happening. Dude, but I, I don't, don't want to see it. I don't see... Well, if it's no time limit, I don't want to see
1: it. I don't want to see it anyway. Like, I don't... I, we don't need to see it. Yeah, I We don't, don't need to see it. Felipe, it, like... right, yeah. His performance on ADCC, and, look, you can't take away from his legacy, and I will say that before I say what I'm about to say. You can't take away from Felipe's legacy. You can't take away from the guy's grappling skills. Um, but, man, I, I was... So unimpressed with Felipe's performance across the board. That's not even funny.
0: I mean, looking at this ADCC, maybe the person to take out Gordon is fucking Cade Ritolo. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking yeah, subs Cade in. all time. any of them subs in. Subs in out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's ob-
1: get Cade on some fucking Asahi and Jesus. Yeah. Get him up to plus 99. Fucking
0: let's go. <laughs> uh, I think the only, the only question mark I have... Mm. About this ADCC is why didn't Craig do the absolute?
1: I don't know if you put his name down for it.
0: Yeah, why? Like, is it, is it because uh
1: maybe he wanted Nikki to to go? Yeah, because
0: Nikki went into the absolute. So we f- we found
1: out like in the previous. But
0: Nikki lost to who did he lose to in the
1: absolute? Was it Yuri? It might have been no. Yuri. I can't remember, dude. There's so many fucking. There's so many fights. I should know this, but for- I don't have, it's not giving me the bracket for the- Just very, very quickly for the audience because last ADCC episode, we didn't know how the Absolute worked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we did it. He lost to Yuri. Yeah, yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, Okay, so the Absolute, the way it works is it's created by um, the the organizers of ADCC. You can put your name down. You can volunteer for it, essentially. It's not like, um, you know, whoever gets a medal or whatever. They basically- um, they, it's invite only, and they just pick and choose between who put their name down, um, and then they create brackets based yeah. on that. So they it's a rigged game. They just rig it to to what would be most exciting and uh, you know most entertaining. Um, you know they try and throw in all all weight divisions in there. But um, just having a
0: look actually at the absolute, I'm yeah. looking at the initial bracket. Yeah, there is only out of everyone who was in the absolute. Mm-hmm. Only one of them, which was uh, Bodoni, was like a gold medalist from white, from
1: their division. A gold medalist? Yeah. 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 Well, it makes sense. Um, makes sense. But the Absolute was, was really awesome. It was actually very entertaining to watch the Absolute Division. And the standout, like unquestionably the standout from Absolute was... Definitely, Ty Ritolo.
0: Yeah, I mean, he took Holy out shit. Pedro <laughs> Marino in the first round. Then he beat yep. Felipe Pena. Yep. And then he lost a referee's decision to Marigali.
1: Yeah. You know, like but in that Marigali fight. It, look, this is another one of those ones. You know how I was talking about the Isaac Mitch, uh, Michelle fight, and I was like, "Oh, Isaac should have won at the end of it." I was like, "Oh, Ty should have, uh, yeah, should have yeah. won." But if you if you watch it objectively, rewatch it, you are like, "Okay, yeah, all oh. uh, right. I, I see why they gave it to to Marigali," but. It, a moment in that fight, if you, if you haven't seen it, this is obviously spoilers. The whole throughout is <laughs> someone's made it this far. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck, spoilers, man! <laughs> uh, the the moment when Ty um, cinched up his, you know, his Das, like the the infamous Rotolo, um das, I thought Marigali was going to go out. I thought because he Marigali obviously didn't tap, and the grimace on Marigali's face, it was deep. It was on. There was undoubtedly it was on, and um, you know, if he could have finished that, things would have. Things would have been exciting. I wanted to see Ty win that so yeah.
0: badly. I'm a massive Merigali fan though. I know a lot of people
1: hate him, but I really like him. Oh, I definitely him. don't hate him. And, uh, Is it because of I his controversial, like flipping people off and, and that I sort don't know, of shit? man.
0: I actually don't know why people hate him. I assume it's because he gets, he's one of those people who like gets sort of angry psyched up before yeah, he competes, okay. you know, but I don't know Merigali that well. I've met him a handful of times. I've spoken to him on the phone even less times. And just randomly he's, call him up. Hey bro. Yeah, yeah, hey, remember me? No, but well, you're free to chat. Um, <laughs> and you know, he's always seemed very nice and very polite. And I've never had he seems like a really nice dude. And yeah. I've got uh friends, so you know, Fab from Alliance Northern Beaches, he's a good friend of Merigali's and mm. so I yeah, I I really like him. So Yeah. yeah. In saying that, if I had met Ty in person, I probably would have been like, I like Ty too. I don't yeah, care totally. who wins. I just happen to know Marigali better. And I like his jujitsu it's way more applicable to my body type yeah. as well. I can't do what the Rotolo brothers do, bro. Yeah, true. man. No like, one can do the what the end, Rotolo brothers do. At the end do, of man. the fight with no Marigali, one. Ty was still just as Amped. if he was ten seconds into the match. Bro. Like, dude, their gas tank is get fucked.
1: Yeah. Dude, not like man. And Marigali in comparison just, was fucking. They rent. just don't
0: stop, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Ever,
1: yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. Ever, it's crazy. Like, I think, you know. <laughs> let's let's imagine we're on the same world as those guys, and you're competing against them. My strategy would have to be, to it wouldn't them. matter. Like, even if I was Gordon Ryan, my yeah. strategy would be: if I don't sub you in the first five minutes,
1: I'm fucked, I'm fucked bro. Because yeah. you
0: don't stop.
1: Yeah, and their pace, like, yeah, their, their pace, pace is, is crazy. Increases. Like toward the end in overtime for for those that haven't seen it, like Ty looked like he was gaining in speed, like gaining in ferocity and just man, it's so impressive that he was able to go the distance with Marigali regardless. And the fact that he nearly won, even more impressive. I think yeah. Tyra Tollo, man, so much respect for that guy. He's he's a fucking weapon. Yeah. And well, uh, both of them obviously, but man, so cool.
0: And just to round it out, let's give a shout out to to Craig Jones for the for the meme of, you know, the one where the celebrating on the podium yeah. like you won, but your second, <laughs> your place, second place. Yeah, well, I he mean, lived up to his reputation. I, man. Know. I mean, team. obviously, second. deep deep down, he's would definitely be a bit gutted, and mm. and I'm definitely gutted for him. Mm. Uh, I would have loved for, for Craig to get that ADCC win. Mm. Uh, I saw. I didn't watch the video, but I saw a video titled with Craig like it's now or never ADCC. I watched it, yeah. Which I assume he was talking about. You know, oh, this might be the last. Not as in he's too old to compete, but just i the the young people coming yeah. through. I assume he was talking about. I feel like this year is my. If I'm going to win one, this year would be my best chance. That's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's over for him. I mean, look at Yuri, who won absolute still. Yuri's been around for a while. Like Wagner Hoshia, still did awesome. I don't think it's you can yeah. say that Craig can't win the 2024 ADCC. But I no, just, you can't say that. I just yeah. would have liked to see him. Yeah, get I it think this time, in his mind
1: he had the, the best shot was now. Yeah, um, which I mean he did do fucking really well. It's just unfortunate the way the final played yeah. out against Kanan. Like man. <sighs> I kind of was avoiding it because.
0: I uh, don't let's look. Yeah. Long, long story short, let's not go there because we'll spend 20 minutes of Kieran being depressed. Yeah. He hated that f- fight. Shit, he hates man. Kynan. He thinks he's th- why. Ev- he thinks. Kainan's the reason people don't want to watch jiu I sent you a that's, voice
1: message saying all this. I was yeah. going to play it on the air. I thought better not because I, you know, there's a lot that's of- it, the,
0: That's the summary. You know. Kieran hated the fight. He <laughs> hates Kainan.
1: All right. So I, said, I, said, I sent you a message and it was like literally just 30 seconds of me just swearing like, fuck this, fuck yeah, this guy. Was angry. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so boring, man. Holy shit. But um, man- Great Man, there's, so many, there's so many fights that I wanted to mention, like the Gary Tonin. Too late, to out of time. Finale. They'll come
0: up in future episodes. AJ,
1: fucking the controversy between them and AJ's fucking social media bullshit afterwards. Yeah, fuck him. Man, there's so many awesome, so much awesomeness that came out of, um, of, of this ADCC. So super, super happy with how it played out. It was everything we wanted. Probably the
0: best thing out of this ADCC was this episode. <laughs> and if you like more, nah. yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah oh, Nah, shoot. it was sick.
0: Great event. Yeah. Look forward to the next one. Uh, guys, we're out of here. We are uh, over time. As always, Instagram, at Jitsu underscore podcast. If you want to go the step further, we have our Patreon and everything. All the links are in our bio. Uh, episodes are up on whatever listening platform, on YouTube, whatever, wherever you can find us.